And the friend said, take as many as you want, give thanks. God is watching the apples. <laughs> And so Jesus reminds us always that whenever two or more are gathered in my name, I am there in your midst. And there's no question that Christ is with us tonight. There's no question that there's an abundance of love here tonight. There's no question that there's an abundance of hope here tonight. And just as our furniture warehouse has been converted to a house of worship this evening, we ourselves individually and collectively are in the midst of a conversion experience because each one of us came here tonight with an attitude of gratitude. And what did we come with tonight? An attitude of gratitude. Call it back to me. What did we come with tonight? <laughs> we could have been anywhere tonight and we chose to be here. So what did we come with tonight? So let's take a grace-filled journey to uncover, maybe even to unmask, what is deepest within our hearts tonight. For those of us who have teenagers at home on Thanksgiving, my guess is that they probably didn't make their beds, probably didn't take out the trash, didn't help get ready for the company, probably didn't help with the dishes, but deep within our hearts, we're thankful that they are home and not on the streets. Maybe our clothes feel a little bit snug tonight after that big meal yesterday. But deep within our hearts, we're thankful because it means we had food on our table yesterday. Maybe the leaves still need raking in yesterday before the storm came. The windows need cleaning, the guns need to be cleaned out. But deep within our hearts, we are thankful to have homes. Maybe that list of presents we have to buy for Christmas seems overwhelming. And the line for the wall we know is going to be gigantic. But deep within our hearts, we're thankful to have all those friends and families on that list. <clears throat> Maybe the alarm will go off far, far too early on Monday morning after this wonderful weekend. But deep within our hearts, when that alarm goes off, we're thankful to be alive and to have a sense of purpose in the day. And yes, at times, our individual and community and family struggles can be far, far more complex. We do have hurt, we do have angst, we do have anxiety, we do have regret, we do have sickness, we do have unrest in Ferguson. And the good news, the good news is that no matter what our suffering, John reminds us in the gospel this evening that Jesus loves us. And the message is that simple, that Jesus loves us and that we remain no matter what we have going on in our lives. We remain in his love always. So I challenge my friends to find what is deep within our hearts, to find that truest desire, because that truest desire is Christ. And just as we find in the keeper's prayer, when we find what is deep within our hearts, when we find who is deep within our hearts. When we're able to look beyond ourselves, when we're able to set aside that indifference, when we're able to arouse our compassion and to love one another in the way of the gospel, we are willing to help those who cry out for that. 
And we are willing to cry out for those who cry out for that. And we are willing to help those who cry out for that. That which we often take most for granted. When we find that purest sense of trust, that most uplifting sense of thankfulness, that truest form of love, we develop an attitude of gratitude. And what do we have tonight? An attitude of gratitude. We could have chosen to be anywhere, I said, but we chose to be here because we have what? Somebody may have asked us to come to my brother's keeper, but we stayed involved with the keeper because we have what? And maybe somebody brought the love and hope of Jesus Christ to us. And for that we have tonight what? And as Isaiah tells us in the first reading tonight, Look at all he has done for us. And from that, what do we have tonight? Tonight's gospel brings us to the apex of the revelation in the New Testament about God who is love. As the Father loves me, so I love you. Remain in my love. And these words fill us with a profound joy because love comes from the Father. And as we learn in the second reading tonight from Paul, through Jesus and then to us. And isn't that, my friends, exactly what my brother's keeper is all about, that we come here tonight in love, in gratitude, and for all that we have received, we bring it to others. Prior to my ordination, I had the opportunity to spend a weekend at my brother's keeper with a few of the guys here tonight, actually. And it was one of the most moving experiences that I've ever had in my entire life, and I, I will remain forever grateful for that. I can still remember that one very particular visit to Brockton, and it was the hottest of days, and we were gonna deliver an entire home filled with furniture, up three stories, including a refrigerator, with a bunch of stuff that I knew was not gonna fit into the elevator. And we were meeting the, um, the family's daughter, Maria, the mother found pretty much speaking in English. When we were finished, I noticed how great the place looked. And it was nothing but grace that got that furniture up those stairs and around those corners and into that elevator. And there was a sense of pride and joy amongst all of us. And in that short time together, we had all grown very, very comfortable with one another. And I said to Maria that we had one more gift that we wanted to give her parents that night. And she told her parents and they smiled and nodded. And I pulled the crucifix out of my back pocket. And the mother's eyes immediately filled up with tears. My eyes immediately filled up with tears. And the father's little lip began to quiver as he grabbed his wife's hand. And something very powerful had just happened because I had not even said a word yet. The mere presence of the cross, the mere presence of Christ changed the room. He changed everything. He changed why we were there. There was an attitude of gratitude. The furniture isn't from us, I told Maria's parents. He's the man. He's the man that gave you the furniture. We're just the delivery people. And there were more tears, there were more hugs. And we were witness to a conversion. We were witness to the transforming power of Christ 
And just as we heard tonight from Isaiah, it was he himself who saved them. And this is but more, this is but one of more than a hundred thousand stories. More than a hundred thousand transformations. More than a hundred thousand glimpses of our Lord's face. More than a hundred thousand mosaics of Christ that have come out of my brother's keeper. Pope Francis said not too long ago that only someone who has encountered mercy, who has been caressed by the tenderness of mercy, is happy and comfortable with the Lord. And it's from our own individual encounters with Christ, a profound sense of gratitude is born within us. Because gratitude is at the heart of our faith. And it's at the heart of our faith because it's our most human reaction to Jesus' unconditional love for us. And it's that attitude of gratitude that we speak about tonight. And it's that attitude of gratitude that allows us to go from under ourselves and to share the delight of Christ with others. That journey we talked about is the journey of discipleship. How many people here tonight are a disciple of Jesus Christ? How many people here tonight are a disciple of Jesus Christ? And it's in that journey, it's in that conversion that allows us to move from an attitude of gratitude to a wave of gratitude. Having been touched by Jesus' mercy and chosen by Him, and chosen by Him, as John tells us tonight, that we're sent out, that we are sent out, sinners as we are, with our attitude of gratitude to be heralds of the gospel, to be disciples in mission. And that's the journey of our lives. It's the journey of having been touched by Christ. It's the journey of this individual gratitude. It's the journey of living the Beatitudes. It's the journey of this communal gratitude, this collective passion. That's the journey of the body of Christ. Let us never ever get distracted by the furniture as important as it is. Jesus is always at the center of everything we do. And it's our collective intimacy with him that's at the heart of the keeper. And that's the heart into which we welcome others. Our ministry has started with two people for whom we all have tremendous gratitude. And a Chevy Cavalier now has over 3,000 volunteers. And as we heard in the gospel tonight, he appointed us to go out and bear fruit in his name, and we have in gratitude, and we will continue to do so. As volunteers of my brother's keeper, we are the body of Christ. We are this wave of gratitude. And what's a wave? A wave is a rhythm that's produced by sequential action. In this wave, this wave is passion. This wave has common purpose. This wave transforms us. It makes us better. It makes us different. This wave is a wave of grace. It's this wave of gratitude that's deep within our hearts that allows us to get there. And as we hear in Paul's letter tonight, it's that wave that allows us to find this mercy, this compassion, this humility, this gentleness. Most importantly, my friends, it's what allows us to find our love for one another. Now you've all seen the way. You've likely all done the way. 
So we're going to try to do the way tonight. And why are we going to do the way? It's important that we understand why are we going to do the way. Because it's a reminder to us. No one person can do the way. No one person can deliver all the furniture. No one person can deliver all these bites and all these presents. No one person can deliver all the food. No one person can prepare a meal for 500 people. This is a communal wave of gratitude. We are my brother's people. This, this is the body of Christ. So what do we have tonight? What do we have tonight? Right, we're going to start in the front. When I count to three, we're going to go all the way back. Then we're going to come to the front again. We're going to go all the way back. We're going to hit the side, around to the green monster, around to the relief of the white. And then we're going to do it one more time. What do we have tonight?
Brother Jim. Hey, what a fantastic, fantastic night. What a beautiful Mass. Thank you all again so much for coming. And uh, I'd like to thank everybody who made tonight possible. I'm going to offer a few thank yous, and if you could please hold your applause until the end. Uh, first to Father Jim Mahoney, our principal celebrant for many years. Brother Jim, you always make this Mass such a joyous occasion, so thank you very, very much. For Deacon Kevin Martin, our homilist, uh, as he mentioned during his homily, uh, Deacon Kevin lived our urban uh, Deacon Plunge retreat uh, last spring, uh, 2013. And it's really been a great uh, privilege and pleasure to get to know him as a friend over the course of these past two years. And I know that in a relatively short period of time, this ministry has become extremely, extremely important to you and very close to your heart. And uh, yes, tonight was a Catholic Mass. You did the wave in a Catholic Mass. You can tell everybody about that. <laughs> you brought a joyfulness to tonight as well, so thank you very much for that. I want to thank all of our priests and deacons who can celebrate it. Thanks for being such good sports and doing the wave with us as well. <laughs> Our talented musicians, we have uh, Brian Pierce, Becky Plass, and Jeff Marani from Holy Family in Duxbury. And as beautiful as their music was, I'll tell you what was the most beautiful sound for me tonight was to hear so many babies uh, in the crowd, whether they were crying or laughing. Uh, absolutely beautiful to see so many children here tonight because that's really the future of my business people. I want to thank our altar servers and our readers, our staff and volunteers who worked extremely hard to turn this from the microscope that we may see 11 months out of the year uh, into tonight's Mass. And I'd like to last but not least thank all the kids who brought gifts up to the altar tonight. Let's give everybody a round of applause. Christ's name. 
system. And Dan hit the nail on the head. Our love for God and our love for one another is what makes my brother's secret so special. It's what, it's what allows the Holy Spirit to pervade everything that we do here. And it's no exaggeration to say that God makes miracles happen at my brother's keeper almost on a daily basis. And that will certainly be true in the coming weeks with our Christmas program ahead. About two and a half weeks ago, my brother's keeper received an online prayer request from a mom who heard it. Did all of you know that we have that online? If you ever want to send us a request, a prayer request, just get on our website. And let me share what this mom wrote. Hello, my name is Erica, and I'm writing to ask for a prayer for me and my family. I'm a mother of two beautiful children who mean the world to me. I'm a full-time student trying to make a better life for me and my kids. But I am sadly struggling. I sometimes find myself crying at night because I fear how I'm gonna provide for them. I truly believe one day that my struggles with them will end, but sometimes it's hard to keep my head up. Please pray that things will get better for me and my kids. I felt like giving up until I saw your prayer request form on your website. Maybe this is God's way of showing me there are people who still truly care about people in my situation. Thank you, and God bless you. I'm a parent. Many of you here are parents and grandparents. And it breaks my heart to know there are parents who are crying themselves to sleep at night because they can't provide for their kids. Parents who feel like giving up. What do these families need from us? They need our help and they need hope. And Erica's gonna receive both from my brother's keeper. We called her to offer our help for Christmas, and for her, it was a modern-day miracle. Her prayer answered, the light of Christ replacing the darkness of her fear and her despair. In this Christmas as a community, we will be the light of Christ to 11,000 children and parents living all over eastern Massachusetts. What an incredible joy and privilege for us. And we could not do this without each and every one of you helping out in your own special way. Thank you for all you have done over the course of this past year. And thank you for all you will do in the coming weeks. In just a moment, Father Jim will say our final blessing and we'll have a nice reception. Wouldn't be a My Brother's Keeper event without food, huh? <laughs> Enjoy that. We have two stations, the same food on both stations. We'll also have sign-ups for Christmas volunteering over here on the right. And a reminder that we still need people at the end of the day, please. 
We close here at night with prayer at 8 p.m. Come and join us for that. And then there's usually about an hour, hour and a half of cleanup afterwards. And uh, speaking of cleaning up, uh, tomorrow morning we're going to be cleaning up after this Mass. So if there are people who would like to come in and give us a hand, we have lots of chairs to put away. Uh, the stage to break down, and we actually start putting up racks because it's a week from today, next Friday, that Santa's workshop is going to be in business. So after our closing song, please fold up your chairs, bring them to the front sides of the building or the back left corner, away from the kitchen, please. And we'll have volunteers who will help to grab those chairs, please, some leadership. Thanks for coming, everybody. Thanks for making this Gratitude Mass part of your family's Thanksgiving tradition. And enjoy the rest of the night. God bless you. Thank you. 